1: Mike Braun has filed paperwork to run for governor in the great state of Indiana, and that could open up his Senate seat in the next election cycle.
0: It is interesting how much news this decision uh, garnered, given the fact that Braun handled it about about as bad as you possibly could. And Hammer Nigel and I talked about this yesterday on the Off the Rails segment. Mm -hmm. Why he allowed the media to just figure it out on their own. You know, in this case, I think it was Adam Wren who initially broke the the story. And then you just kind of let them start writing the narrative mm-hmm. versus writing your own narrative and then they pull your narrative is beyond me. I mean, who who told him that was a good idea? I mean, think about it, like he has a an actual relationship with hammer and nigel right it's not like we said yeah you should come on our show where you never know what you're going to get and i'm not an unfriendly audience but i'm certainly going to ask him you know the stuff like i got a lot of grievances with mike Braun and his voting record as a state representative we're not saying that he has like a friendship with those guys he's been on with them many times they're the number one afternoon show in the city in the most powerful media outlet arguably in the state why would you not make that announcement Mm mm-hmm there. Like, hey, because then you say why you're running. You say why you're going to do this. The audio you dictate gets pulled. It's, you know, Wish TV or, you know, whoever is is other news outlets. I, I don't I just that just perplexes me. Why? He elected to just quietly do this and let it leak out. He did a soft launch. Yeah.
1: Rather than he has said that he is going to make an official announcement. But nobody cares next, now.
0: Nobody cares now. Probably next week. No, because
1: no, it's already out
0: there. He's, you're just a dude asking for money now at this point, right? I mean, you're yeah. just it, it, the 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 information in the 24/7 news cycle we live in. The 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 newness of the information mm-hmm. is what people want. And, you know, he's got infinite money and he's going to run infinite ads. But I just thought that was very perplexing that he allowed that to get out in that way. You said infin- in infinite money. Yes.
1: Uh, his net worth is estimated to be about $136 million.
0: That is, a, that is a gargantuan amount of cash. So I think he spent, let's put this in perspective. And I had tweeted this out the other day that rich people have... An incredibly unfair advantage in terms of being able to access public office, right? So Mike Braun spent—I and I have to go back and pull the numbers. I think in the U.S. Senate primary, somewhere between eight and ten million dollars of his own money. To you and me, that is like, oh my gosh, what a just a unbelievable amount of gorging mm-hmm. to hold public office. Mm-hmm. But you got to think about it. That is only by your number there, and his I don't know if his net worth has gone up or down the right. past four or five years, but that is only by that number about one thirteenth of his total wealth. Mm-hmm. It's not the whole purse. it's not I mean, it's like it's like an expensive toy that he had for a year, okay, let's say he lost well, okay, I lost one thirteenth of my wealth, okay. I mean, you still have the other of 13th of your, of your wealth. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it does really put in perspective. And I'm not a person that, I believe money's free speech. You should be able to spend it. But it really does put into glaring perspective what an unfair advantage uber wealthy people have in terms of being able to run for public office, which does give you pause because public office affects everyone, mm-hmm. right? Every person should have the ability to have a fair playing field in some capacity when running for public office and we do, and and at least we would like to think they do and they don't. The reality is we don't. The reality is if you, me, Kevin, whoever ran, we would start at an infinite advantage, disadvantage to Mike Braun including the most important thing, our ability to get on the ballot. Mike Braun will have no problem getting on the ballot because he will spend whatever it costs, you know, $150,000, $200,000 to pay the people to go get the signatures. You, uh, you, me, Kevin. That would be called a grassroots effort. Yeah, you no, it's... <laughs> uh, yes, yes, if it were any of us. Yes, that's absolutely... Like, as in we would be digging the grass up by its roots out of frustration <laughs> trying to get those signatures. The The... the The process in Indiana is so flawed and so rigged in favor of the people that the two parties want running. And that is why I'm just so hopeful that the Libertarians and Green Party win this federal lawsuit against the state of Indiana because it is so unfair that regular people have this gargantuan hurdle to run for public office and someone like Mike Braun can pull a wad of cash out of his back pocket and not even think about mm-hmm.
1: it. All right, well, let's listen to him. Here, here he is speaking about his governor's run.
0: You know, I filed the paperwork to do it a couple days ago, and uh, I am going to go back and run for governor, there'll be a formal public announcement outside the legal foundation of filing the papers here in 10 days or so. Uh, I worked hard to get here. Uh, This place, sadly, is going to get worse before it gets better. We need term limits. We need a balanced budget amendment. We need leaders that aren't going to keep taking us down the road of trillion and a half dollar deficits. 31 trillion in debt. Biden put a budget out there, puts us 45 trillion in debt. Something's got to change here. I'm going to go back, try to run a state, and make sure that we, at our state level, come up with the solutions that you may try to adopt out here someday. So, Mike Braun did a pretty good job as a senator. And I want to clarify again what I'm about to say by saying I believe he would be infinitely better than the clown that currently occupies the governor's office at 200 West Washington Street. Then again, that pen Kevin is writing with would be a better option than Eric Holcomb. <laughs> so that's not a very high bar to hop over. But I want to know from Mike Braun a couple things. Mm-hmm. And anybody who's voting should want to know these things too. And it doesn't make you a bad person. In fact, it makes you a good person in terms of doing your civic duty, which is why did Mike Braun vote for the largest tax increase in Indiana history, and that is the tax on gasoline that we're all feeling right now, as much as ever, and it goes up every single year without discussion. And why should we not believe that the fact that Mike Braun voted for that terrible, unaccountable, largest tax increase in Indiana state history, why should we not believe that that is how he will govern, that whenever there is a perceived problem with the state of Indiana or the revenue or the treasury or whatever, that he will just default to lazy Unaccountable tax increases.
1: He sounded like he was ripping on D.C. on his way out the door, like he's disgusted by Washington and he doesn't want to be around the people in D.C.
0: Yeah, and you know that rubs me the wrong way too, because that's really easy to do. But the fact is, when my because it's easy to go to Washington and go, well, uh, I'm going to be this just vote no guy, and I'm going to be tough, and I'm going to this, and I'm going to that. When you're in the mi- when you're in the minority, which is mm-hmm. where Mike Braun spent much of his time as a U.S. senator. But when he was in the majority, mm-hmm. which was the Indiana General Assembly, what did he do? He went along with the flock. He voted for the 40 plus tax increases in Eric Holcomb's first year in office. He voted for that gas tax. He was not some, you know, stalwart who was standing up, pounding his fist, going, Oh, no, this is terrible. I don't care that I'm a Republican. I'm against this. We're supposed to be the party of low taxes, not the party of high taxes. He was the go along to get along. And Now that he wants to once again, I guess, be a part of running the state of Indiana, Mm -hmm. he owes everybody an explanation. And look, here's what I've told people. 35,000 votes didn't make a world of difference in the Secretary of State's race. It'll make a big difference in a Republican statewide primary. So... Our audience, Mm -hmm. the people who listen, the people who are informed, the people who want to know Mm -hmm. what's going on, they are going to want the answers to that of why did you vote as a guy who professes to be this pro-business, pro-low-taxes, pro-limited government guy, Mm -hmm. why did you vote repeatedly for massive taxation and massive growth of government as a member of the Indiana General Assembly?
1: He did do a few things that I agree with on immigration. He emphasized the first solution would be to build walls. He opposed the DREAM Act. He opposed the Affordable Care Act, and he also was supporting Rick Scott when he tried to oust Mitch McConnell as the GOP leader. So he does have some accomplishments that he can run on. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Good morning.